I'm Libby Rothschild, former clinical dietitian who transformed into a full-time virtual business owner. It was only one year ago when I made $55,000 a year in my clinical job. And now I make $100,000 a month being my own boss. And you can do this too. My clients, who are all female dietitians and students, started from zero and created six-figure, multi-six-figure businesses by following my proven method. And they've all been guests on air. My proven method shows you how to attract cash paying clients using social media marketing strategies that work. You don't have to guess, waste time, or hold yourself back when you follow my step-by-step method. All right, Rocky, welcome to the show. Rocky is an actress turned dietitian whose own battle with skin flare-ups on screen prevented her from continuing to book more work. This led her to pursue a master's degree in dietetics and nutrition so she could provide a more functional approach to helping sufferers of eczema and psoriasis heal their skin from within. Rocky takes a gut-skin connection approach and believes healing the skin from the outside involves healing from the inside. She focuses less on food elimination and more on food reintroduction with her food freedom mindset and gut healing protocol. When Rocky isn't seeing clients in her virtual practice for eczema and psoriasis, she's usually seen wearing many hats, working in corporate wellness, and consulting as a clinical dietitian in long-term care, the Department of Health, and writing and speaking for the National Eczema Association. Welcome, Rocky. You can find her on Instagram at gut.skin.nutritionist and her website, www.littleblissnutrition.com. So Rocky, can you talk about your journey and how your journey has helped you create your amazing business? Well, thank you so much, Yah, for the introduction, I have to say that. And yeah, I would love to dive in. So it kind of really just started with changing my handle name at first. It was just Little Bliss Nutrition, but I wanted to get way more targeted. So I just thought, why not do gut skin nutritionist so people could find me? And that's where the ball really started to roll. And I was talking a lot about gut stuff at first and skin stuff in combination, not because I wanted to get both the IBS and skin disorders like eczema, psoriasis, and acne, but it slowly just became more about eczema and psoriasis. And I almost hardly don't talk about gut symptoms anymore, but more about the confusing facts that people get from their treatment and how they feel emotionally about their skin and diet choices. So yeah, I've evolved a lot. Yeah, you definitely have. And since you have evolved, could you perhaps give two tips that helped you get more clear on your messaging in terms of that? Because I think that's really interesting that you had that evolution occur. I honestly just was listening to my community. My ideal client who has eczema and psoriasis really wasn't complaining a lot about gut issues, even though I knew they had gut issues. So there is that gut skin connection, the leaky gut and the leaky skin and healing from within. However, that's not the language that they use. So I had to really connect with what they were identifying with as their pain points. And it was the itchy skin, redness, and really the emotional impact more so than anything. So that's where I started to change the language in my posts and it started to hit a lot harder. So I think my most important tip is just to go into your ideal client's profiles and see what they're talking like. What is the language that they're using and try to emulate that. 
And next, of course, just connect with them, have dialogue either in the DMs or in the comments and ask those questions and see what they're so confused about. Because if you can address what they're confused about, then you have someone who's going to definitely come back to your page and see you as a resource and an expert. Yeah, definitely. That is so important for people to know. And Rocky, since we were in the same group, I know a lot of your journey to getting more clear was laid out through several posts. So I like that you mentioned the process because it is a process figuring it out. And to emphasize your point, it's not about what you are interested in or the words you think they're going to use. You did some market research, which I think is incredible in terms of getting very clear. And I love those tips you provided. So with that being said, these people that work with you, obviously you have a particular nutrition philosophy that you have when working with them. So what is your nutrition philosophy? So a lot of my clients just go on a lot of elimination diets. There's like autoimmune paleo. They think they need to go gluten-free, dairy-free. And honestly, it's all about variety. So I say a variety of PFF is your BFF. So protein, fats, and fiber is going to be really the most important for gut health and nutrition. And then finding the right balance and including the nutrients that's important for skin health and reducing inflammation is way more important than excluding food groups. So that's my nutrition philosophy. I take a more food freedom approach than giving someone a list of foods that they need to exclude, which doesn't help anybody. Yeah, definitely. I think that's really important, especially on social media. It's definitely a sphere of misinformation. And I like that you really seek to reframe your ideal client's thinking for what's going to fix their eczema and psoriasis. So kudos to you for taking- Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to be quite honest, they, I was just seeing the same kind of posts over and over and the community was just depressed. They were like, well, what do I eat? I'm like left on in food jail. So when people started to see my posts, like it was a very different approach. Like I did a left and right side by side and I got, I mean, over 300 clicks, like over 40 website clicks. Like it's just insane because they were like, finally someone who's speaking to me and not just telling me to exclude X, Y, Z food. I want to see the outcome on the other side. I think results speak volumes to people. And if you can portray that in your post, that's just, I mean, that's money. <laughs> yeah. So I, I took a lot away from what you just said. First of all, you're essentially the person with the keys to get them out of this food jail and yeah. who were able to attract your IC by tightening up your messaging. And that led to getting 40 website clicks, which is major in the realm of running your online business. So kudos to you for being able to nail that. And most importantly, them knowing that they actually have a solution and you provide that solution, that's amazing because that's ultimately what people are looking for. So with right. that, talking more about business and sales and calls, what is your business philosophy? Don't do it alone. Like, honestly, do not try to do this alone. Outsource any menial tasks that you don't want to do. And like, for me, that includes telling Siri to book appointments for me. I tell her to create my grocery list. I tell her to set client reminders or forms to send out. If I have a client who's in a different time zone, I go, hey, Siri, can you convert this time zone? Instead of me going into Google to find the website, that's the timeconverter.com website, and waste time. So I just think if you can optimize things, I love voice on voice command technology. 
the next thing would be to find your business BFF because being a solo entrepreneur can get really lonely. So collaboration is, I think, really key, not only for your mental health, but for growth and reach of your business. Because if you are working with someone and they tag you, they're going to also, you know, expose your reach to some of their followers. And again, it's just important to network and learn and create your own opportunities. I can't stress how important it is. Like, don't expect a handout. Stop going to stop going online to like glassdoor.com or indeed.com thinking you're just gonna find the dream job, private practice job. Like I have to just tell so many of my old grad school colleagues, like if you want to build your own business, you have to create it yourself. No one's going to hand it out to you. But that being said, if you don't know where to start, Reach out to others who are doing exactly what you want to do and just shoot them a DM. Like the dietetic community, dietitians are so, so supportive. If you do reach out to a lot of dietitians, they want to help you out. So don't be scared. (laughs) I love that. And I know since we're, we're in the same group for the Dietitian Boss program, we built a pretty strong community. I would say you were one of my first business BFFs that I found (laughs) in the Libby's program. And would you say that working in that group with that team has led to lots of networking opportunities? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because everyone has a fresh perspective. And I kind of have this saying, I don't know where I heard it before, but it's like, you can't see the label if you're inside the bottle, right? So if you are trying to grow your business, you do need some fresh set of eyes to help you there. And also working with someone who is aligned with your goals too. Like it's just so motivating. So Absolutely. yeah. I love you that. You helped me specifically, y'all. There was like moments where I was like, I don't know what my ideal client's pain point is. Like, I think I know what it is. I think it's the itchy skin and the red scaliness and the, the pain. And then I think you were looking at one of the interviews that I did with someone who's an influencer in my ideal client community. And you were like, um, no, your ideal client's pain point is not bad. It's the emotion behind it. They want to be able to wear that, like those shorts and show their skin, go out in like a bathing suit in the summer. Right. It's the emotional piece of it all. So I was looking at it all wrong in the beginning. I was just doing posts about, not that these are bad posts. I did a post about foods that are high in vitamin C that build collagen and repair collagen. I still have like so many saves on that post, but I didn't get nearly as many website clicks and discovery calls because people just wanted to save that information, but there was no other solution to it. Whereas my posts where I'm showing literally real life situations, they're going out and dining and not, they're confused about what's on the menu. When I show that, oh my God, that, that changed it. So I thank you for that. And like I said, that's the importance of having a business BFF to just kind of see things that you don't see. Absolutely. That's the one amazing thing that people don't often realize, especially in this realm of dietetics. People often, often think competition, competition, but no, we work really well together as a collective so we can help others see the label outside the bottle, as you said. And I think that was so well put. Mm-hmm. And being able to put post in the group and be like, is this going to do well? Does this speak to the pain point? Those are some really important things to be able to have access to. So I'm glad that you had those takeaways in the program. So now that you've gotten more clear, how are you approaching your goals in business and life? 
So I'm still figuring it out. I, I do work full time. I work as a consultant already. So between 30 to 40 hours right now, I've scaled a little bit back to 30, which is great because I can focus a little bit more on my virtual practice. But that being said, my schedule is always changing. Since I have a chronic health condition as well, my workload and how much I can manage is also changing. And so there's days where I have to pull back from creating content. And believe it or not, I actually ended up in the ER during this whole time that we were doing Dietitian Boss. Like some, my eye literally gave out. It felt like I had a gunshot wound in my eye. So I had to take a full week of rest. So the best I can do is map out my ideal work week for the month. Then I find pockets of time around my work schedule to find out how many max clients I can take. So then based on that, I set my schedule on my booking page for like the time blocks where people can book with me. And then I make sure I also dedicate certain time blocks on my phone as well as my laptop. And I literally block them off. I have an app. So I don't lose stolen moments checking email and going on websites and doing research because I am a research junkie. I mean, I'm always looking up like anything and everything on nutrition. So I have to stop myself. So I have blocked like healthline.com and examine.com for my sanity. And then I'm currently also doing my miracle mornings. If no one has ever heard of this book, I highly, highly recommend it because it helps with mindset and productivity. And if you're not a morning person, this kind of teaches you how to get a lot of things done by 8am. I mean, it's not easy. I'm not going to lie. Mindset is huge and it just takes time. But you have to know it's like, it's okay to pivot and change your ideal work week is the most important approach I have to business and life. Yeah, Rocky, this was such an important piece because a lot of people who are thinking about going into private practice are coming from a full time clinical position, or maybe they've cut down to part-time and trying to pursue this. And I think it's great that you gave them some action steps that maybe you can't plan out that far along, but 30 days is sufficient and just work with what you have and put some systems in place, like blocking out different websites or apps and just making sure you better manage your time so you can set yourself up to win in entrepreneurship. So thank you so much for those tips. That's insanely helpful. So now that you've gotten more productive and you've been working on ironing out everything with your ideal client, what would you say really allowed you to get super clear? And when you became clear and you mentioned this a little bit earlier, like what did that really afford you in terms of getting clear? Honestly, it just saves me time in creating posts right now because before I was posting anything and everything. And now that I really understand which posts are doing the best. Like for my ideal client, the biggest pain point was that they felt like their doctor just didn't understand them. And then when I showed them my approach in a post versus what they've been getting in the doctor's office, they felt this emotional piece. And I saw just the skyrocket in people trying to book with me. And I'm like, okay, I just need to repeat this. I don't need to reinvent the wheel over and over again. Like that is the biggest thing that I've learned in my process. And it's just to simplify it. And it's okay to repeat your most successful posts. Ah, money. That's so true. That's (laughs) like, you're going to the bank and you're walking around, you're walking out with a bunch of money. That is what people need to hear. You don't need to reinvent the wheel and looking at your metrics and seeing what 
they are looking at allows you to be able to create content with ease. Thank you so much for letting people know that. I'm, I used to think I needed to make a unique post every time. And right. it took being in this program to be like, no, just look at the metrics. Where are the website clicks coming from? Where are the saves coming from? The impressions. So yes, thank you. So those of you listening know it's okay to repeat posts. And with those posts, attracting more of your ideal client, your offer has probably shifted as well. So in respect to your mm -hmm. offer, what has been the biggest challenge and what has been surprisingly easier than you expected? I think in the very beginning, I was just not closing because I was offering too much. Like you can try this, you can do this bundle, but then, you know, I also have like this four month package and then you and I testing and you just confuse them. And really you just need to listen to their story, find out their pain points and you judge in your head without telling them out loud on the call, what is the best package or bundle for them? You don't give them options. You give them just the best option. And then you tell them that price. I think that's really the most important thing. And you got to do it with confidence. Just say the price, tie back to their pain point. You need to, and you helped me with this, yeah, so much because I was all over the place with my sales calls until we like got on a Zoom together one day and you were just like, tie their story in with your offer, tie it in. And then they see like, okay, you're the expert. You basically are going to solve my problem. I'm ready to buy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think on our call, I called it the basket weaving. So you're weaving a basket just for them. They're like, oh, that's exactly what I wanted. And they walk yeah. away with it. You should really be telling them over and over to the point that you think it's odd how much you've reflected back to them, their pain point, but you're absolutely correct. And that comes with being really clear on who you market because that, that sales call only gets good as you get more clear. So thank you for, for sharing that. I had, so and you know what the funny thing is too. Um, I think we were talking about this where it's like you, you save the price and then you either let there be silence or you just give them the breakdown price and you say, which do you prefer? So then they kind of like agree without knowing they just agreed to buying with you. They're like, did I just, did I say yes without really knowing I did that? <laughs> It's a great strategy. You, you never give them a chance to say no. You give them, right. it's really nice to be able to weave, weave that into sales calls to have that confidence. I'm so glad that you're able to walk away with having a great strategy leaving the program. Yeah. I will say though, there are just some people on the call that will have so much pushback, so many objections. And then you will also have to realize that this person is not the right client for you. And then you do have to have that line where you back off and you say, you know, maybe this is not the right timing for you. And, you know, maybe we'll just like circle back next time when you're ready. And you have to be okay with that too. Definitely. Yeah, because a no today could be a yes two weeks from now, four weeks from now. You never know. But being able to exercise that judgment is a key strength in a good sales call because you'll know if the pain point is really a pain. And if it's not, it's like you said, with grace, you, you end the call and you move forward. That's a great mindset to have. Yeah. And just mention to them, you know, if this is not a right fit right now, I'm still on Instagram. Always plug that in because if you tell them like you can follow me on Instagram for some tips, they'll still keep watching you. And a lot of times they say, you know, people need 10 exposures to say yes. So even if it's like you said, it's a no right now, if you tie it back to them watching your Instagram stories, maybe things will start to click, their mindset will shift, and then they'll be like, hey, you know what, I'm ready. Two months down the line, they'll reach out to you, and that happens. 
And it's actually great that you brought that up because I really want the audience to know how do you use IG to market and sell to get to those 10 touch points that you just mentioned. Yeah, so I, I really use my stories to sell my services. Like posts are great at, in reaching people and building trust, but I think stories are where you sell. So I usually start with a story of a client. So I'll come on video and I'll say like, oh, I just got off a client call. And then I state their problem, which is probably the highest pain point that all of my ideal clients have. And then I spell out their problem and then I explain how I solve it. And then right after that, I put in a pre-made 20 second video that I've made beforehand and I post it with a call to action on how they can literally fill out the form in my bio and that's it. So yeah. And I feature other posts from my ideal clients community as well. So I get a lot of reshares to their followers and that, you know, helps as well. Wow. I just took a lot from listening to what <laughs> you just said. I'm like, let me grab my pen and paper. <laughs> All right. So for, for those of you who need to hear it back in case you didn't get the power of what she just said, she really leverages every connection she has with her clients and reiterates it in her story. So if you're on those sales calls, jump on a story, reiterate what you just talked about. And to save time, which I think this is great because you're a busy person working 30 to 40 hours a week, you have a pre-made 20 second ad that shows people exactly how to reach out to work with you, which is genius. There's no excuse for people not to work with you. And for those of the people struggling, you can have it ready and do the repost move. So you repost things, you go to psoriasis pages, eczema pages, you repost them and then they're like, oh, Rocky posted me and I'm gonna post her for posting me. Great yeah. idea, great idea. And with Instagram, obviously there's a lot of struggles with it. What would you say has been your biggest struggle getting clients on Instagram or initially for those listening who might be trying to get to that point where they're starting to ramp up business and how did you turn it around so they can be motivated to do the same? So I think the biggest struggle for a lot of people is getting people out of the DMs, right? And getting them to click on your link. I think the best way to solve that problem, so it's not a lot of back and forth, is just to open up the dialogue and be curious to know what their problem initially is. But by the third text, just ask if they would like more one-on-one -on -one support. And if they say yes, just send them the link and just tell them you have a discovery call you would love to get to know them more and see how you can help. I just think it's also about creating clearer content and always putting a call to action in your caption. I noticed I always get way more website clicks when I have a call to action in the bottom of my post because it's just like people need things to be spelled out for them. So if you tell them what to do, they'll likely do it. Yes. Very, very, very important points. Some of the things that I found really helpful in what you just said is having a clear strategy. You have like a three message strategy for how you handle your DMs. I like this idea of just not going in your DMs willy nilly, but really being intentional with how you touch base with clients and directing them at some point in that sequence to book a call. And I also love that you mentioned the importance of putting a call to action because you do need to handhold people to that link to become your ideal client or yeah. actually your actual client, which I think is great. So with that all being said, since we were just talking about creating content and a call to action, what is your process for creating Instagram content? We kind of touched on this before, but like I said, getting feedback from my business BFF is honestly the best thing. I don't think I 
I could just do anything in creating new content if it wasn't for some outside eyes looking in to see like where I could probably tighten up my message better. Yeah, definitely. I think that's really important. And there's nothing wrong with echoing a point again. I think that is really helpful for people who might've missed it earlier on. So with all of that, you have the best friends that are helping you with content. You clearly have done the work yourself, but for some people, this could see, seem like overwhelming or not realistic mm-hmm. for them. So I want you to kind of think about this next question and share your insights with the listeners. How do you stay realistic and committed with what you're able to do knowing you don't have eight hours per day of like full entrepreneurship with this business? Yeah. So I think, again, it goes back to your ideal work week. You really do need to map out and plan your day. So if you are committed to other obligations, you have another job, obviously put that on your calendar first, right? That's a static thing on your calendar. And then fit in the time blocks where you are going to have your discovery calls, like your sales calls, the time blocks you're going to have your client calls. And of course, don't forget to also put in time for yourself or times that you're going to be checking like your meal journals of your clients. Sometimes we forget that those are also things that take up time, right? Or creating protocols for a client. So definitely time block those in. And for me, it's also about the boundary setting, right? You want to set your time boundaries. So you stay on track. Motivation, motivational sayings help on the days that, you know, are not perfect. Like I said, you know, reading that book, The Miracle Morning has been helpful for me trying to just get as much as I can done um, in the beginning of the day. And honestly, when you don't have a lot of time, just dedicating it to money-making tasks. So sometimes you might not be able to make a post and that's okay, but I think it takes more priority if you actually hop on a call with somebody who's in your DMs. So just knowing the priority there, you don't have to do it all. You don't have to create a story. You don't have to create a post all the time. Those yes might lead to a sales call, but if you already have someone in your DM messaging you right now, that's already like a very warm lead. So that's how you, how you optimize. Yes. I love that piece of advice to prioritize money making tasks. And if you're tight on time, look at what you've got and see where the money is. Very, very, very good advice. And the next thing I wanted to ask you, because this goes all ties in together around business and stress and making it all work. How do you grow a lucrative business or what are your tips for how to grow a lucrative business without feeling super stressed because you're doing so many other things and what has been your process to get to that point? So we all kind of, I think as dietitians are a little type A, we want to be perfect. And sometimes I would have so many DMs just like left unread because I wanted to create the perfect response. You have to just let that go. You have to let that go and, you know, just shoot a voice memo. I love voice notes. You don't need to type it out. It doesn't take a lot of time to be quite honest. I think Instagram limits you to one minute. So limit yourself to one minute. I think that's honestly the way to go. So you don't feel stressed and you get it done. You know, give yourself a power hour, you know, set it in your day, like maybe from 9am to 9.30am, just respond to all those messages within that 30 minute window and then you're done. You know, so you're not going back and forth into your Instagram and just being overwhelmed and stressed. 
Great tip. I think that's really important. The voice memo feature is by far the most game-changing feature for coaches, for dietitians. Anyone who is coaching and providing a service can definitely benefit from using that feature. So I love that suggestion. And the other thing I want to ask you in terms of business growth, what have been some of your best investments for you in terms of growing your business? Just showing up for myself and like showing up with my coach and my team on weekly calls. And this is, like I said, something that was necessary for me, but I pay $3 a month for block site. <laughs> so it goes back to the time boundary thing. And if I know I'm going to be mindlessly going into even my electronic medical record, right? If I, if I use, I use practice better with my clients. I have that blocked actually during my actual work day where I'm working my full-time job. So I'm not kind of like sneaking over and doing that. So I make sure I lock it until a certain time. And then I go in and I talk to my clients and give them my undivided attention. I love that. Yeah. Showing up to the different resources within the program is really helpful. The weekly calls, the coffee chats. Yeah. Showing up in general is really great, especially when you're a part of a program that allows your resources to be able to check in with people and keep you accountable. And I especially love this tip for the block site. I'm definitely going to try that myself. That's genius. I, I don't know why I didn't think about that before. And now that you are steadily growing your business, a lot of growth comes with price changes and infrastructure mm -hmm. changes, but let's kind of focus on money. What has been, or I don't know if this has been your fear in charging more or trying to make more money in your business. Can you share some insights? Because some people are afraid they want to make more money and they're interested in doing this and they may have some fear around charging more. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I've never really been scared to charge at a higher price point. It's more so selling it on the call and just defaulting to giving them a payment plan offer right away. So that's giving your power away too. So you should definitely pause and wait for the price objection and then offer the payment plan. And I'm, I'm still kind of working on refining that process because many of my clients end up still wanting the payment plan option. So what I'm doing now is I'm trialing a, like raising my payment plan to be more expensive and then giving a discount for the clients who want to pay the whole lump sum. That way I'll get less people inclined to choose the payment plan. And if they do, I'm still going to, at the end of the day, you know, after the program has finished, make a little bit extra money. That's a great tip. A lot of what people run into is, oh, I want to charge more, but the pressure of the call, I like that you brought that up. And you rush into assuming that they may want that quote unquote easier price point easier entry into the program Who doesn't? just waiting for it. So I love that suggestion of offering it in the way that you're going to get the most money upfront. And then if they object, then you offer a payment plan. I think that's a good strategy. And when you offer a payment plan, make it less of an incentive by raising the price. So I think right. these are really good tips that the listeners can take away. And I would like to also know with someone who's out there in this podcast universe, who's probably sitting there wondering, oh, I want to start this. I'm really nervous. What advice would you give someone starting out? Get a mentor. Everybody needs a mentor. I think dietitians need also, if you want to get back on like a health track, you need to also maybe hire a dietitian. I know I work with someone myself 
if you're a trainer, you should also be working with a trainer. If you are a doctor who has been diagnosed with cancer, I don't think you're going to be your own oncologist. You probably want to work with someone who is an oncologist outside of yourself. Like I said, it's all about being able to see the label outside the bottle. So I think mentorship is really important. And just investing too. Like I think an investment in paying somebody sounds very scary at first, but just think of the return that you're going to get, right? Instead of wondering about how to do this all on your own, all those months, maybe even years trying to teach yourself, you can accelerate that learning and growth spurt and, you know, that paycheck at the end of the day by just knowing the secret tips and tricks on how to get there faster. I absolutely agree with you. It's very important that we humble ourselves and ask for assistance for a couple of reasons. We can reach our income goals quicker, as you mentioned, and it saves you time, which you also mentioned, which I think a lot of people are always looking to do, make more money and less time. Sounds good to me. Sign me up. (laughs) So what's next for you and your business? So I have a very exciting event coming up. So I am partnered with the National Eczema Association. They have over like 50,000 people on their Facebook page. So I did have an article that went up. They really loved it. And every year they have a conference. This year, because of COVID, it's no longer going to be in person. So it's going to be virtual. But they did invite me to be a speaker And this is very monumental. And if anyone who's listening is a dietitian knows how much we want nutrition to be recognized as a modality for medical therapy, right? And in the skin medical community, it's all an outside approach. It's not an inside out approach. So the fact that I am the first dietitian that they've actually ever invited to speak is huge. So that's what's next in my business. And I think they have over like 500 or it might be even a thousand registrants at this point. I don't know the number who's going to be at this event. So just working on the logistics of pre-selling a digital document for those potential client conversions that are going to happen is like what my next step is. So, yeah. Awesome. That's amazing. Well, you're doing awesome work. If you don't mind sharing with the people listening, how many clients were you able to grab in the program? For those of them out there that might be considering working with a mentor and want to know some of the benefits, can you kind of drop us a little nugget before we get off the podcast? Oh, like how many clients I was able to close? Yeah. (laughs) Three literally in one weekend. Wow. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Rocky, for being thank on. You, yeah. I appreciate you. And for those listeners out there, I hope you took away a lot of amazing nuggets. I know I took notes myself. All right. Until next time. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.